on my nerves right now. I don't know why. What? Y'all have done this a million times. Oh, man. It's I always know, special, it's... though. It's always special. That's why. It's yeah, always... exactly. Because it's know. like we sense like new energy. Like, hey, how are you doing there? Like, <laughs> like we're excited to have you on. So exactly. that, that really oh, like, means a lot. I, I listen to y'all. So I was Yo, like, that eyes. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. For sure. real. I was hyped to get invited. I was just like, hell yeah. It was bound to happen. It's not the only time you'll be on here. It's like to the stew. Like, this is private right here. Yeah, man, you're at the stew for real. Yeah. I sleep here. This <laughs> is serious. I live in a studio. Facts. Um, yo, Simply Samella Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and not skipping my IG like uh what's the story thing? Um and, aka Days, aka uh Carhartt T, aka Tony Two Wavy. We got Dro here. Dro, give him a little something, please. Yo, Patagonia Pete. Uh, the groovy one, Dro Pedro. What's happening? Um, yo, so we have a special guest, and and now this is somebody that we went to school with. Actually, um, we were friendly in school. We weren't like best of friends. We might have had a class or two we together, but each other. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it was Definitely. like a hi bye situation. Yeah, it was well, cool. Mutual sure. people were cool, especially like when you're colored. Like oh, I feel like okay. yo, ex- like, exactly. You know, like I yeah. at Saint John's, yeah. you know, Saint John's Baptist, you just. Right, we oh, all rip. stuck together like a little gang. <laughs> we really did. Even if we didn't fuck with each other, like I knew of you, like Facts. like hundred percent. And so something that we buy, and we'll get into your name and all that in just a second. But right before we do, something we always do, like to do, I said do and like like four thousand times just now in two seconds. Um, we like to give people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Um, people that inspire us or people who are just doing cool shit. You know, we don't want to wait till forever to not say anything or we don't want to like not show the love uh so we appreciate you have having you on and uh you're inspiring by the little bit that i know of you or like just like just following you and and seeing what you put up um it's truly inspiring and you're really doing your damn thing um so we have slight breeze here today (laughs) we need sound effects joe i know okay we'll get we'll figure that out but thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan. So I appreciate very, that. Very thank honored. You. I feel like a cool kid. Nice. A woman of of many businesses. Oh, for real. An entrepreneur, yeah. creative. Do you like that entrepreneur word? Uh, honestly, I don't. I, I feel I didn't like. I I said it. and I was like, ah. No, like, listen. I think being an entrepreneur is a cool thing. I feel like when you're a creative entrepreneur, then you are you know, diving into a completely different field of entrepreneurship. It doesn't really feel like entrepreneurship, but it is. It is in a sense. It's a service that you're selling. Yeah. And the label entrepreneur, like people just think they gas it. Yeah, definitely. They do gas it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like these days entrepreneurship is something that people kind of just like to put in their bio. Mm -hmm. Facts. (laughs) And I always say, don't start a business just to put (laughs) entrepreneur in your bio. Like a fluff. Kind of thing, yeah. uh, but creative. Um, Definitely, you shoot shit, you edit shit, you fix people's shit. Yeah, it's man. So insulting. thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm honored to be here. Thank y'all. I didn't realize about your drive. I still feel bad about that. No, like I said, I'm willing to come cool. out here. I wanted to be. That's on the love show. for real. Yeah, that that's. Better, I wanted to be love. on the show. I'm All just right. like, yes, please. All right. <laughs> Let me know when. That's fine. How was your week? Wait, what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. How's your weekend? December first. Um, Yo, December already. Yo, my December birthday's next 1st. week. Hey. Yeah. I'm scared. Seven days. 
Oh, wait. You're I'm turning 26. 20, 26? Uh-huh. I'm already 26. Yeah, I'm a little baby, man. <laughs> I'm like, I've always been the baby out of my friends, yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I got into my little sad bag the other day. Yeah? Yeah, when I was just like, damn, 26. Now, when I was 18, I wasn't thinking about 26, to be honest with you. Yeah. But if I was, I feel like this wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, really. Yeah. I kind of got hit with the, yo, like, I feel like 26. Once you're past 25, is, you know, it was real grown stuff, so. I don't know. I got it was like a little fifteen minute when I was just sitting there, like, damn, I'm getting old. And then I was like, bro, you're not, you're, you're really not old not. at all. So I feel like twenty six is a nice cushion. It is, but like you have to come to the realization that you're you're entering, like you're in the shit now. Yeah, like you're in. But it. we're so young. You you're know still what I'm young, like, and that's you have to come to terms with everything and put just your, ground yourself. I'll yeah. say, but it does start like it happens. Yeah, you know, and you just have to ha- deal with it. I honestly can't wait for 27. Really? Yeah. 26 sounds like baby to me. Yeah. 27 sounds like, but I don't know. I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah. It's That's how you have to look at it. Transition. Say like the thirties is really like, but it's a transitional thing where you're like, I have it by the balls type shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's the mentality. Like, like you're determined to do it and you're going to do it. Yeah. You manifest the fuck out of it. I feel. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. versus like just being like, I don't want to say complacent, but you know, just accepting things. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's, that's like, I don't know, I guess adulting. I don't know what the fuck. I guess. I mean, like, in my early 20s, I feel like I would look at people who are my age now and kind of, like, in a judgy way and kind of be like, damn, why are you still working at Moldova? Mm-hmm. Yo, that's so that, real. Then you get to that age and you're just like, this is real life. Like, like damn, know, why am I still at Moldova's? Yeah. Nah, but when I used to work that's real, though. I would be mm-hmm. like, why? Like, why are you still here? But then, you know, you get in it and you're just like, oh, shit, like. We were talking earlier, like, I gotta fucking buy toilet paper, bro. Like, I gotta buy, like, spatulas and shit. Like, this shit gets real. Yeah. I love going to the grocery store. That's, like, my, that's my favorite shit to do now. I don't know what it is. I love it. I Target live for it. Runs is my favorite. I live for that. I guess it's part about growing I up. Target, man. It's just so much good shit. Target, like, so much good shit. I love always just visiting random aisles. Yeah. Like, let me just see what the fuck's in here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a thrill when a you buy sugar something. can or yeah. whatever the whole like for my sugar. Like, oh, like the whole yeah, yeah, yeah like, like sugar thing, container. container. Like I want that, yeah. <laughs> you know. That would look nice. And then you next thing you know your cart is full of shit that you don't. Yeah. You get to the register and you're just like, I, I do you need, see that number going up. Do you need and a deodorant. Like, Hold on, let me get that. Too, Yo, deodorant low key pricey too. It is. Deodorant. That's a VOD. Mustard. I didn't know mustard was so expensive. Yeah, bro. It's, Kind of, yeah, it's oh, trash. How much is mustard? Yeah. Um, Mustard's like seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not for me. Like, is ketchup like, seven dollars? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a a calm three forty nine for like the cheap, like mm. not the Heinz. Now you're just going to fast food places and grabbing mustard packets because you're just like. <laughs> you gotta have the little baggie full of all the condiments <laughs> though, or the basket. You ever had like? Where was I? I asked for more bar because I was like, yo, a quarter. I was like. They're getting mad angry. They're getting I was mad like, yo, angry. dead ass, bro. Like, <laughs> like they get a I was like the fucking Chipotle people who, like, charged me 25 cents for my extra tortilla the other day. Yeah. And son was, like, shaking off, like, shaking off the spoon. I'm like, yo, fam, like, there's four pieces on there. Relax. Is it coming out of? Yeah, man. But um, anyways, yeah, that's happening next week. So I didn't do shit this weekend. I just, you know, sat back, chilled in my little dojo, little incense. Little sixty days in on 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 Hulu, Great just show. chilling. I'm so happy you told me it's on Hulu. You ever watch that show? 
What? 60 Days In. Ah, pretty intense. Such a great show. It's like yeah. a prison show. Oh, yeah. nah. Prison scares me. Yo, which is why you should watch this. Yeah, that like, it's like normal people. In high school. Nah. That show was hilarious. I really can't. Oh, we did do that. We did I go with it. you? Why did they even send you? Why I think so. I think we're in the was same. You, was Gio there? Oh, and no, I wasn't with you then. I was just, yeah. Shout out to you, I'm man. pretty I'm sure you. I was with you. Okay, so I was dolo then. Nah, prison, prison scares me. That's one of my fears. Yeah, <laughs> man. one prison I can't. Yeah. I you? feel like I have the biggest fear of like, I feel like my biggest fear is fucking up my taxes mm. and get locked up for some shit mm. that I don't, I didn't even know I was doing. That's real though. Like, I think about this shit all the time. I'm like, damn, like, you really got... You, one of the IRAs, you don't want to... Are there a lot of people that get that? Fam, yeah, what? Yeah, like... Oh, shit. It's not a joke. Yeah, so, um, they had, like, a Fresh Prince reunion type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think HBO, whatever, one of those shits. HBO Max, yeah. And so, I was watching it, and then I didn't know the beef between, like, the Aunt Vivs, or, like, why she they oh, had to switch yeah, to Aunt Vivs. Crazy, yeah. So, anyways, long story why, short... What was that? Oh man, I just I, I we have to have a whole nother. Oh yeah, yeah, it got it was a little dicey, but basically uh, he was saying like, "Yo, I'm young, I, I had tax problems, like, oh, it's just like whatever." And I was like, "Damn, like all these celebrities, a lot." Well, I was trying to say, "Oh, but a lot of them run into that issue." Yeah. Mm, yeah, man. Sometimes you get a lot of money, or even the Jersey Shore dude, tax yeah, invasion, shit like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. When you start making money, you gotta. I think like, and that's another thing for creators. Like, you need to get into the habit of paying people to do stuff that you don't know how to do. Yeah, put value so, into those yeah, things. Like that's something that you just gotta budget in. Like, yeah. And when you first started out, it's hard to let go of that money, but you just have to invest. Add, yeah, add people into your budget. Yeah. So they can do stuff that you don't like. That's proper, definitely true. Because like, budgeting. who the fuck knows? Like, especially all right. So, especially for freelancers, right? Yeah. There's so much shit like, yo, can I expense this? Can I not expense this? Am I expensing too much? You have to get an accountant. Yeah. Or like, God forbid, you're like in a situation where, I don't know, there's a, a contract involved and you're looking at shit like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's something that I always, that's funny you say that because I freak out about like that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like the internet, it gets confusing. But if you just sit down with somebody and have them explain it to you like you're a three-year-old. It's just so much, so much easier. Because when it comes to like taxes and the government, like you can't just be like, "I didn't know." <laughs> they yeah. don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So don't you know get yourself caught up with not knowing that type of stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I mean, you touched on it a little bit. Um, what like? All right. I said you run a couple businesses. Yeah. Um, you have Odd Flex, correct? Yeah. You have the Slight Breeze. Is that like a clothing brand or is that just like a general like? Yeah, so Slight Breeze is my clothing brand. Okay, got you. Yeah, and then um, it's my it's my personal brand, so it was kind of branched off from me. That's how it it started. Um, but I am a creative director, so that's that's what I do. Those are my three businesses. <laughs> it's a lot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. a lot of hats. Yeah. It's a lot of hats. Yeah. Does that get overwhelming? Hmm? Does that get overwhelming? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, at first. Is it like a fun overwhelming? Or are you like sometimes? Well, I at guess first it depends, it was, right? At first it was overwhelming because I was, I was very stubborn about asking for help at first. Mm. Um, but you do need to ask for help. You do need to let people help you. But once, you know, I started to build my team and hand off different responsibilities to other people. It just Delegating. Got, yeah. It just got 
better, okay. easier. The overwhelm was like. Do you like? I guess being in three different roles does that like excite different parts of your brain? Yeah. Like it's fun going back in between and switching different modes of you. It is, but I have I've learned to have the discipline to like focus on one thing. So yeah. like when I'm doing this, I got to do this. You're nailing that shit. Yeah, but like I used to get caught up because my brain works like. If that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. Ideas just, like, Trust come me. to me, like, yeah. like that. And, like, I would get caught up because I'll be focusing on one thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, that would be dope. And then I'll, like, next thing you know, I'm just over here doing this. And then this didn't get done. And I was yeah. like, fuck. So, like, now I just got into the habit of writing stuff down. That's so important to write shit down. For later, yeah. That's something we ran into. We got so, much, so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And we got into arguments. And we've gotten to the point where, like, all right, fuck. There's so much we want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's like, and that's why the podcast has been a little bit more consistent than the rest, just because like, we tried so many different shit, and we're mm-hmm. like, all right, fuck it, let's just focus on this. Let's make that like get the ball rolling, that then we move on. Mm-hmm. So like clothing and stuff like that, but get so performing and just like you, like I need fucking, I love CBD. It could be a placebo effect, but that shit works for me because mm-hmm. my mind is just always like fucking going, going, yeah. going, going, going. So I need something to kind of just like. Bring me down and like focus on certain things, but um. Yeah, there was right. a quote that was like the best way to get nowhere is to try and do everything at the same time. Damn, some gems. So like, gunshots. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do everything at the same time, you're just you're not going to go for far in anything if you're trying to, you know. I love how like quotes work because like the moment you hear them, you're like, fuck, yep. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely me. I was like, especially when I was first starting um, Odd Flex, I like couldn't seem to nail down what I wanted it to be. I was just like, I want to do clothes, but I also want to do, like, I want to teach stuff, but I also want to do a blog and I want to write. So I was like sitting here, like, people would ask me, like, what is Odd Flex? And I would be like, it's a blog, but it has a clothing line, but I also <laughs> take yep. pictures and Relatable. I feel it. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, so what is it? <laughs> and I'd be like, so I had to narrow down what it was going to be before I started branching, branching off. Um, so I think that was, I think it's important. Like, and most people can't pick what it is that they want to do because mm-hmm. they want to do everything. But um, my, what I tell people is like, pick one thing that you're really good at and start with that. And then once you get your foot in the door doing that, then you can start branching out, branching out and, right. and doing doing other things so my thing was freelancing once i started um helping other brands with their projects then i was able to get into designing and build off flex from from there all right so let's real quick let's take it back so we're all in high school mm-hmm. we all go to college mm-hmm. you went you went away to college correct you played ball yeah i went to fdu all right you played ball over there Fast forward, you graduate. Mm -hmm. Did you, you had a nine to five? Yeah. (laughs) That's where I'm at right now. And um, and we talk about this all the time. Like we have a nine to five. He has, you know, a full-time job as well. Mm -hmm. And at first it was a struggle because it was like, damn, back to what we're talking about when you're growing up and you're 26 and you're like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I found what I love to do, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And at the right now, it's not um, at a spot where I could quit everything and mm-hmm. like live off of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
when real life sets in, like settles in, sometimes I'm at my job and I'm like, fuck, why am I still here? Mm -hmm. But it's funding the thing that I want to do that eventually is going to take over everything, right? Yeah. So talk about what made you transition from the nine to five to, you know, being a full-time creative. Mm -hmm. Um. So when I when I graduated college, I went right into the workforce, the work field, whatever. I, my original career path was to go to dental school. Mm. I just I, if you dental like, school, yeah. Okay. I had a I was a biology major. That's a one eighty. I went to college for <laughs> for bio. I laugh about that all the time. Um, but yeah, I graduated college, and if you were talking to 2017 Bree, she just swore she was going to dental school. Swore she was going to be a dentist. Um, and I hopped right into the workforce. I was working reception for a bunch of um, big-time orthodontists in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So I had a big girl job. I was just like, I'm going to the city every day. I got, like, they're paying me, like, a lot of money. Hey. And, you know, at first it was exciting. I'm just like, right. you know, still living at home and commuting to the city. I'm just like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, I'm an adult. So, um but like a couple of months in, I was just like, I realized I didn't have any type of work life balance. Like I had two days on the weekend to like do what I had to myself, I guess, but not really because you still had to make time for your relationships and your family, and you don't really feel like you have time for yourself. So and that commute too, even if yeah, you work a commute. set amount of hours. Oh man. Coming out to Long Island, and you know the L.I. Double Yeah, oh my So God. reliable. Bruh. If anything, if you want to know what convinced <laughs> that, that's me. That's just so trash. If you really want to know what convinced me to drop from my 9 to 5, it was the commute. Like, <laughs> the MTA, nothing tries you like the MTA. Mm-hmm. In the morning and trying to get home at night. Like, the commute was brutal. Like, dealing with the subway. And I think it was like I did, I did reception for like a year and a half and then towards the end of that year and a half I realized I was I was miserable I was not happy I was like but the thing about it was my my original plan was I was you know gonna hold down that job while I studied to get into dental school Mm, so I can continue on there um and then you know I took my DAT I got into dental school and the closer I got to going to dental school I had this like you're like "Mm." that was like you know, I finally passed my test. It was time to go to dental school. And I was just like, it's not, this is not what I want to do. Like, damn, it was like, it's kind of just like the more. How, the, what is that feeling? I guess like, I don't know. Like, is that like frustration or is that like, it's, yes, it's a combination of a lot of things. It was frustrating because I did four years of college Word. as a biology major. Word. I did, you know, I spent a year studying for this test. You know, and but it's kind of just like the further you go in the wrong direction, the more the heavier that gut feeling gets. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just like, I had to be real with myself. You know, I had to really sit down and be real with myself because, you know, I worked under an associate doctor, dentist. Um, she had finished dental school. Mm-hmm. And she would tell me, she would be like, you know, like, make sure she wasn't talking me out of it, mm-hmm. but it was kind of more so of like, I make sure this is what you want to do. Cause yeah. dental school's like, dental school is money. It's intense. It's another four years of college. Yeah. It's, um, when she graduated, she had debt. She 
had to work under another doctor before she could start her own practice. Right. And, you know, she doesn't make, you know, she still has to pay him his commission before she gets her right. money. So she was just saying, you know, like, make sure this is what you want to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful that she gave me that talk because the closer I got to going off to school, the heavier that feeling got. And I had to ask myself, I was like, wait, Brianna, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, do you really want to be a dentist? Is this what you really want to do? Mm. Now, give me, give me the you can lie give, to everybody give, give but give yourself. The, give me the setting. What, what, when is this? Is it nighttime? This is nighttime. You know, I'm sitting in my bed and I'm supposed to be packing, you oh. know, for school. <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting my stuff ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, is this really, you know, you have, at some point you got to get real with yourself because for the longest I had a label, you know, mm-hmm. in high school I was an athlete. In college, I was a student. Okay, athlete. I see where you're going with this. After I graduated college, I was a student going to dental school. So when people, you know, what do you get into? Oh, I'm going to dental school. And then it's just like, yeah, like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the most thing, the the thing I was scared of losing was my label because after if I don't go to dental school, it's like, okay, well, what are you gonna do? So, um, I had to get real with myself, and I think that was the hardest part was like sitting down and saying this is not what I wanted to do. So, and I don't think it ever was cuz in high school like, you know, that's when you're supposed to start picking your career and what you're going to go to school for. Yeah, that's why I dropped out. And it's kind of, yeah. Just like that moment I was just like, why am I in school like wasting money? Like I I like I just couldn't I had the ache like I couldn't be there I was just like I, I this serves no purpose for me because yeah. I don't want to do this and I, a lot of people don't have the guts to do that yeah. well that was I was get at that um also in high school I let it be known I was shook in 12th grade I was like fam like what I think a lot of us were I was like and then I ended up going stuff because I was like yo I'm not spending all this money to go away yeah um. Only to like just be bullshitting, like let me at least go to Suffolk, save yeah. some money, do what I gotta do anyway. Yeah. But um, I was gonna get at that gut. So here's the thing: you can feel that way, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people have, and we've all been there. But that shit's scary. Yeah. Like, did you have any pressures from your parents, or like were they full on supportive? Oh hell. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Right. <laughs> if I could take a picture of my father's face oh, when man. I told him I wasn't going. <laughs> dental school yeah i wish i literally like i wish i had a picture of it because they were kind of just like just sitting at, just sitting there like bro i know you're just looking you're like yeah anime with tear like mm. yeah so like you know it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot but of what was courage. that final thing? Because I'm telling you, that's like something I'm sure a lot of people felt. But that shit is so scary. It and is. And you're just like, oh. And I think, I think honestly, I think it's it, it from, because a lot of people come to me about this, believe it or not. And I think it's the one thing that holds a lot of people back from really going after what it is that they want to do. And my thing is, you know, I was back, you know, I was getting to myself back then. So I was reading a lot of books. And um, I think, like, you have to understand that, like, this is your, and I don't mean to sound cliche, but this is your journey. Like, you Mm -hmm. decide. So it's kind of just like, do you want 10 years down the line and 
to say that, damn, I'm in this miserable place in my life because I was scared to tell my parents that I didn't want to go to dental school or I wanted to make my parents happy yeah. or I wanted to do something that sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather just be like, I'm here because, you know, I chose this, this path. So that was really like the, the challenging part for me. But I literally took a deep breath. And I'm just like, I'm not going to go. Fuck. That's so intense, man. <laughs> I, it, was, it, was an, it was an intense moment. I'm but did you like, know what you wanted to do? Or you just like, I know no. I don't want to do that. So f- I know it. And I was the scariest part. I had no clue what. And I can, I can literally see myself sitting in my room having no clue what I wanted to do. And I was shook. I'm just like. I feel like, oh, uh, like. This is pressure. Yeah. Like and but you pressure. know what? What they don't tell you is that it's okay to not know. Exactly. That's what they don't tell you. Oh, I was gonna say this. Free will. Like yeah. that those moments right there where like this is what you're supposed to do next. Yeah. And you're just like you end up deciding I don't need to I don't want to do that. Yeah. And like it proves that like you can make your own choices and go your own path. Mm-hmm. And although people may be disappointed or oh, look yeah. at you weird, and it may not be a path that is most traveled, I want to travel this path. Yeah. So I think that's just exhilarating, honestly. And that's really what makes all the difference. That's what I'm saying. Like that's really what makes all the difference. Like I'm only like, this is why the fuck I'm alive. Yeah. Type shit. Like I don't need that basic or whatever kind of life. Like I wasn't gonna be happy. Yeah. Whatever your definition of happiness is. But right. that's a very scary thing, because then you. And inevitable and damn, I tried another SAT word. Inevitable. I was an ESL man. Inne- 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 you start thinking about the other shit, bro. <laughs> inevitable. It's inevitable for you to think like, yo, <laughs> where am I gonna get money? Am I gonna be successful? Do I know what the fuck I'm uh, doing? Fucking real world. I don't know. But that's the shit that deters people from that freeing moment that you said, "Fuck it, I'm not yeah. going." I think I have an. I think I had an epiphany while I was on a train to work one day. And I was, like, sitting on the train as early as fuck. Like, I'm wearing clothes that I hate business casual clothes. <laughs> I fucking hate business casual clothes. Like, and, like, you know, reception, you got to fucking put on makeup. And you have to put on this fake smile all day. Yeah. And you have to wear business casual. You have to be like this all day. And, like, I'm sitting, I was sitting on the train on the way to work. I'm just like, if this train was to fucking crash right now, I would die. And clothes that I didn't want to put on. Ah, that's some heavy duty shit. That I didn't want to wake up. Mm. Like I, I think I had to wake up at like four o'clock to get on a train. Not to and to not be late. The anxiety of like not being late. I was just like, and I was like, I I would have nothing to show for anything. Right. And I think that's when I was just like, what am I doing? I was looking around at everybody on the train and they're all like adults and they're all dressed the same. A lot of them probably miserable. Yeah. And then you get off the train and then you're walking to the subway. Everyone's walking in the same direction to get on the, you know, and no one says, I don't fucking want to go to work today. What if I don't want to go to work today? What if I just want to go home and sleep all day? Or what if I want to go to the beach today? Or what if I want to do something that I want to do? And it's like, no one really has the courage to walk in the opposite direction and go back home. You know, everyone's just walking in the same direction to get to work because they have to, because that's what supports their lifestyle right and everyone just i'm looking around everyone's looks looks miserable 
I'm like, I bet you if you ask one person yeah, on this train. You are unpacking some <laughs> trauma right now. That's real. That I just wasn't ready for it. I'm like, she's unpacking my drama. I'm like, oh my <laughs> yeah, God. I'm like, how does oh. she know I feel like this? I'm like, like oh my. I, I felt kind of personally attacked for a little bit there. <laughs> That's like, real though. Around, I'm just like, if you were to ask people, if you were to go around on mic and ask everybody on this train what they'd rather be doing today. 75% of people on the train would not say, I, I want to go to work or I want to go to this job, you know? Yeah. So I think that's like the epiphany I had. And I was just like, I don't, I was just like, I got to. What, what year is this? This is like 2017. Okay. 2017 going into 2018. Okay. So, um, and the thing about it is every time I nailed a nine to five, I was either on the verge of getting fired or quitting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I just. Ugh, the anxiety, the the pressure of working in the office was like, I don't know. It was cringeworthy. Like, I just, I, it wasn't for me. No, it and me. definitely motherfuckers in the trains do look miserable. And, like, yeah. that scares me. Seeing older people who yeah. obviously live through life yeah. or have more life experience than I do, just, like, miserable. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. And that's just scary to me. Yeah. That scared me. It's it's like, I don't know, man. And that's something I constantly like mm-hmm. deal with. I'm sure like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So you tell your parents, you're like chopped. No more dental school. Not going. Yeah. The, the thing about it is my parents didn't. I'm like a very low key person to a point where like my parents like I probably don't share as much with them as I should. But they didn't even know that I had gotten in school. Like they didn't know. They just saw me coming in and out from work every day. But I finally told them. I was like, listen. Like, I got into dental school, but I'm not going. So, like, this was like, all. Like, you already made your choice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not letting y'all in the so early this decisions. this is all hitting them like the Matrix. Do, like, do, do. like, that's literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, listen, like, I got into dental school, but I'm not going to go. And then they were kind of just like, so. <laughs> Mind you, this is my, these are my parents who have invested in a lot. Yeah. for me to yeah. be in this position you Yikes. know they they didn't have to pay for college because i you know i i was on a scholarship for basketball but they paid for st john's and they paid for me to play ball and travel around and get yeah. that exposure so my parents literally look at me like a huge investment like we put all this time and, and we need our old eye from you, you. you're supposed to go to dental school and be successful and support us and be rich and build from where they need the return of the we, damn investment yeah, from where we put you the position we put you in and you fumble in the bag <laughs> so they were kind of you know and my dad's just like so what are you about what do you get what are you gonna like he couldn't even get his words he was like what are you gonna do you know because yeah. you can't stay here forever so he's just like you know what are you gonna do i was just like i'm gonna be a writer Ugh. and it was just quiet <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. It was just quiet. Like my dad was just like a writer, a writer. He was just like, what? You know, what, what kind of lifestyle are you gonna build from writing? Writer? He was like, you write? I was just like, yeah. Like I've been writing and I've been posting it on Tumblr, and I've gotten a lot of feedback. And my dad's just like, you know, he's like trying to catch his breath, but I can see his eyes like just like. Yeah. And my mom's just, just like, like you know, <laughs> my mom being the media, she's like, okay. She's just like, you know, why don't you take a year off, a gap year? And, you know. Super necessary for a lot of people, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You know, she's they, like, see, if you, you know, see if you 
you know, take a gap year, do what you want, and then, you know, go to school. I was just like, no, like, I don't, don't want to go to dental school, you know, I don't want to do that, I'm going to be a writer, and I'm going to, I'm going to be a writer. So you had no doubts? Hell yeah, I had doubts. I went upstairs and I cried, because literally my parents were looking at me like, you're not about to be up in here being Damn. a writer. What, you know, what Ooh, are you doing? Such a sensitive time when you like decide like yeah. internally like, yo, this is, I want to go against the grain and be yeah. who I'm meant to be. But people hey, closest to me are just... questioning me <laughs> and like, oh yeah, you know. So yeah, I went in my room. I was like crying. I called, I called like the closest people to me. I was just Fuck, like, I don't man. know what I'm doing. Like, uh, like, but I had the support of a few people, but. Yeah. I feel like the the trauma like create like I don't know what it does to the creativity of mm-hmm. it, but it just helps uplift it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you mm-hmm. use all that all the experience. Like for me like creativity like I use my experiences and the feelings I get from it mm-hmm. and use and channel that into like my work. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how it does that. Yeah. Cuz I feel like if I had a normal life, I wouldn't be as creative. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. I I think we're all I think everyone has the potential to be a creative person, mm. but as we grow older, you know, we kind of like toss things aside when we tap into survival mode mm-hmm. and you really get into this mindset, you know, especially when you have people in your ear and they're just like, all right, now it's time to get serious. You need to find a job. Yeah. You need to go to school. You need to do this. You need to make money so you can get your house. So you can meet someone. So you can make a family. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And like all like the stuff that all the hobbies that you really, all the stuff that you really like doing kind of just get, you know, stuck in the back of your head. Damn. And to a point where, you know, you get to that age and you're just like, well, like, shit, what do I like doing? You know, because mm. for my whole life, I was everything was basketball. Right. right. It was, you know. Yeah, you had the student athlete. Like, exactly. Thing, yeah. None of y'all ever saw me because I was always. Yeah, and that's a, that's a huge ass commitment too. Yeah, Hell it yeah. is. And, and weekend tournaments and when shit. You, when you get to no college, life. yeah, it's your job <laughs> to yeah. play on that scholarship. And then once you stop playing ball, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like your whole life just. You really, it's weird. It's like a, I had an identity crisis because I was just like. And it's like one of your labels got like. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, people are just like, I'm bored. I'm like, what? After I stopped playing ball, after my last game, literally, that was it. And I was just like sitting in my dorm. I'm like, what the fuck do I like to do? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And you like know? for those out there who don't know what they want to do, it's, you know, it's cool. But there's one time I was. I was going to Storybook, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and my professor is like, we walk in, normal day, and then he just looks around, and he's like, ah. And he's like, all right, whatever I had planned for today, get it out the window. Mm-hmm. And he just sat there, and he's like, look. He's like, the reality is that I, I know a lot of you guys, most of you guys don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, And then he just had a moment where he kind of like, was just talking to us and he was just talking about life and and you know the saying he's like yo i know a lot of you guys are just going through emotions like mm-hmm. so he's like fuck the lesson and the thing that stuck with me which you know years later i'm like all right i'm sitting here talking to a microphone with mm-hmm. you guys he's like when you're supposed to be doing my my assignments mm-hmm. what are you doing instead yeah 
And I'm just like, I started thinking about that. He's like, that is what you should be trying to do. Mm-hmm. When you're supposed to be working, when you're supposed to be doing whatever you have to do, but you're mm-hmm. procrastinating because you're doing other shit. What is that other shit? Right. And I sat there, I'm like, damn, I'm always on YouTube. I always listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Like, every time I'm supposed to be doing something, I'm madly, like, rushing to work because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like, fucking deep into this fucking podcast and like all this other shit I'm like okay so that is what I want to do so I can imagine for you that time was very tough cause you're like yo I played ball my whole life Yeah. now ball's done and he's like fuck like now what do I do and yeah. that's such a it's such a um, it's a tough thing to like yeah, handle I, I, I definitely you know I definitely I was fighting a lot of anxiety and back then, I didn't really know what anxiety was. Like, I, I've been fighting anxiety my entire life because, um, and I was tapping, you know, I had gotten into this years ago when it comes to student athletes and the kind of abuse that we go through that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't consider to be abuse. But it kind of is when you look at the way some of these coaching techniques are set up and right. the styles of coaching, are, you know, is set up. I, should, um, I had no idea. Honestly. Yeah. A lot of, especially if you started from a young age and mm. you're used to that kind of like treatment, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really, you know, it's not okay. I it's guess. not, yeah. it's really not. And it's deemed as okay because people think it's supposed to like toughen you up as an athlete. So for the longest, I was I've been fighting anxiety. I didn't even know it was anxiety. I thought it was just something I had to like swallow to play ball. Like yeah. you know, I that nervous know. gut feeling. Yeah, whatever, like yeah. I I would get anxiety attacks all the time before workouts and games because I'd be like I'm like can't mess up because you gotta fucking perform like you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped playing ball, I didn't have anybody hollering at me or telling me what to do. Or giving me any type of direction, so I'm just like, when do I go work out? When do mm-hmm. like when? What am I supposed? When am I supposed to do this? Like I don't have a schedule. Like, <laughs> you know, what am I gonna do? And at an age around like a young age, that's kind of mm-hmm. like that will fuck you up if you yeah. can't like. And then after I graduated, it got worse because now I don't have you know that structure of a schedule. I'm just going to work and. The rest of the time is kind of just like, you know, once you get into the real world, it's a whole new chapter that Mm -hmm. people think they're being prepared for in college, but they're really not, you know. Oh, don't even give me my, what bag, what what school should be doing bag. Yeah, if college was doing what it's supposed to do, you know, why do so many kids graduate and feel this loss feeling, you know, as if they're not prepared for it, Mm. you know. So, um you know, after, after I graduated college, I was definitely fighting those feelings. But like I said, there's no one really around telling you, telling these kids that it's okay to not know. You don't have to have your entire life figured out as soon as you graduate. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to change your mind. You know, it's okay to change your mind. I think a lot of people graduate and they're just like, uh, I went to school for this, so now I'm just going to... Such Go a, into that, and it's so nuts, man. Nobody, yeah. There's nobody really around to say, wait, wait, before you do that, what is it that you, you know, have you tried Reality this, check. or you know, have you tried doing yeah. this? And most places don't give a flying fuck about your degree, fam. Like they don't oh, care no. about your school. So like what can you do for like me, bro? Out. Like I don't give. A, I was just Lie other shit. On your resume. Uh, That's yeah. how I got all the jobs that I got. 
I, I feel like it's all like who you know kind of thing, right? Yeah, and th- th- to these athletes, nobody cares that you're player of the year. You could put that you got player of the year in your resume, and all your boss wants Ooh. to know is, can you work this computer and do and make it make me money? Yeah, he said, drop it, stop it. They got, they got all these. Don't get me wrong, cut it out the box. They're big accomplishments. They're great accomplishments. <laughs> they're something to be very proud of. But when you get into the real world, nobody cares that you were the top scorer on your basketball team. You know, that's not something that you can put on a resume. Yeah. And a lot, you know, I keep telling everybody, a lot of these jobs don't, don't get me wrong, like a degree, I'm not trying to diss people who a are degree is great. degree. I think education is important. That's a fact. But um, there are other options, mm-hmm. you know, and most jobs out here want to know that you could do the job especially mm-hmm. creative jobs they just want to know that you could do the job facts so it's definitely important to know and also anybody listening who you know like it's okay everybody got their own path so there's people who their um what they think happiness is is not what i think happiness is so mm-hmm. if you think a nine to five and that structural life is that's not a bad thing as long as you you know are happy with that so mm-hmm. i think we definitely don't want to make it sound like, oh, like exactly what you're saying. I mean, like, like going to school is bad, but like if it's not for you, it's not for own, you. Yeah, but exactly. we're, we're all going to have our own views and it's, it's okay to like share different mentalities. I think the thing about our generation is they know that that lifestyle doesn't make them happy, but they're willing to sacrifice their happiness just to get to that. Yeah. But and it doesn't make sense. You know what? You know what? But a lot of time, and add on to that though, real quick, is that I feel like this generation is selfish, mm-hmm. for for a good reason. Like they care about their own mental health, mm-hmm. and so like they're gonna do what they want to do at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The jig you is know? up, <laughs> for real. Yeah. For a lot of us, they, they recognize that, and some mm-hmm. of us realize it a little too late, or the earlier. And that's totally fine. As long as you the get book, there, you know, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. do what's what I'm told to do. Like I'm gonna do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the more you force something on me, like I'm, I'm gonna be unhappy, mm. and I'm gonna have an anxious attack, and I'm, you know, I'm like yeah. boom, <laughs> you know, like speaking from experience. <laughs> oh, that's a fact, man. We, anxiety boys over here. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, so no dental school. What's next? Because hey, what, what's the first creation? What was the what? First creation. My first. Well, you creation. say you're you're into like blogging stuff, right? Yeah. So oh, writing, um. Yeah. Okay, so no, no done school. I had to sit with that. Um, I took my <laughs> tuition money. I went to Africa. Mm, oh, how was that? That oh. was fucking lit. He Dave Chappelle did. Fuck. Like literally. Dave Chappelle did. That was the best decision I ever made in my life. It just changed you, right? I took my tuition money, and me and the guy I was dating at the time, we went to Africa. How long were you there? We were for a week and a half. It's like one of those places you just like. I just picture like just. It being so beautiful. I don't know, like, I got to tap in. Yeah. We went to Africa. It was amazing. Probably the best experience of my life. Like, I was floating over there. That's fine. That's fine. That was that. Going to Africa bought me the clarity that I needed. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to Africa. And, like, again, my parents were looking at me like, what is she doing? What is she doing? My dad was like, Africa? Going to Africa? Of all places? He was like, this is a 17-hour flight. You know, like, my dad, he cares. And that's the other thing I want to get across. Like, 
just because people are projecting this on you doesn't mean that they don't care about you. Because when I look back on it now, well, it does sound crazy. That's important. Oh, hundred percent. I think I think for the most part, when you have you know when you have parents in your life, and your poor invested, dad probably went through it at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> like and they're invested. Like they just want what's best for you yeah. at the end of the day, and they just want to make sure that you're gonna be okay. And they've been through shit. They seen shit. So when I'm looking back on it now, like my parents really had every right to be freaking out the way that they were freaking out because they were. I'm just like the stuff that I threw at them was kind of crazy. Yeah. You're not going down school. You're gonna be a writer and you're going to Africa. Did you just go to one part? No, I went to Johannesburg and I went to South Africa. Man, there's something that I. What's like describe when you think of that trip? Like give me like a word or like a thing in Africa. Like, give me, like, one thing that stood out that you think about. I, like, my favorite animal is the elephant. And I saw an oh, elephant. Like, it was fuck. literally where that refrigerator is. Like, oh, that's man. how fucking close oh, that's I was. wild. To an elephant. And I was crying. I was just like. Did you, like, did you pet it or anything? Or no, 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 no. Because no. oh. we were literally on a safari. Like, oh. these were, oh, like, nah. legit great. safari animals. Like, but I was just, like, I was so amazed. Like. You know, and my boyfriend at the time, like, I, don't know, I was grateful to have gone with him. Like, we literally were just like, let's fuck it. Let's go. Like, yeah. Let's go to Africa. And we booked the flight. We took a 17 hour trip over there. And like, we went to the top of um, Table Mountain, which was a beautiful view. And then we did like the safari and like, it's beautiful in Africa. And I was just like, you know, when we got to the top of Mountain, I was just like, yo, I, if I can go to Africa and do all this shit. I can do anything like going to Africa may really made me realize I can do anything. Nobody can stop me from doing anything. It's something about being in nature that kind of like recharges you. You're kind of like, fuck, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think for me presently, what it does is makes me feel so small Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, there's so much more bigger than like, fuck this nine to five shit. Fuck this shit I'm stressed about. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I to mother nature? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So then that in a weird way frees me Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, what really like what the fuck am i really mad at or like what really matters like yeah fam a tsunami can come and just tear my shit yeah, up fuck yeah. you give me the realization right now but that when like when that height yeah, no, i'm, burnt, yeah, I'm like, afraid of ticks by the way i was bitching the whole time <laughs> about ticks but like when you're just up in a fucking mountain and mm-hmm. you're just fucking touching ticks. the yeah. fucking earth yeah and you like you kind of like aligns your chakras well, and we just were up there recharges i'm just like you. i am so small like that's what i'm saying compared to being on top of that mountain like i'm just like i'm so fuck i'm standing at the edge of this mountain i'm just like i'm so fucking small like but i can do anything it puts you into perspective like it frees your mind in in ways that you just say all right what really fucking matters because i get you know and those are the moments i had when we last time well the time only time went hiking with you drove but you're now, up there. Like, when I was working my nine to five, I specifically remember like me and my boyfriend wanted to go to Toronto for a weekend. And I went to tell my manager and she was just like, okay, well you have to, I wanted to take Thursday and Friday off. So oh, go God for forbid. <laughs> and oh, she God. was just like, well, you have to, you know, put the days in and we'll see if it gets approved. And I was just That's like, the shit that gets me. I was just like, I already booked my flight. Like I'm going I mean, they approved it, but I had to fight for those days. I'm just like, 
I can't do this. That's another thing. Like, most times, it's 52 weeks in the year, right? Yeah. You're going to tell me you get off two fucking weeks? Yeah. Like, what? I was just like, it wasn't sitting with me. And I had to I had to lie my ass off to get them days off, yeah, you know? You gotta, and like, I had to be on the low. And I had to block my coworkers on Facebook and Instagram yeah. so they couldn't see me. But I'm like, yo, this is... That's crazy. It wasn't sitting. Yeah. It wasn't sitting. Traveling does that shit for me, man. Like, when I go to Guatemala, when I go to Toronto, when I... I've been to Toronto a few times. It's kind of like, I feel sorry. Like, I'm like, okay, this is like, there's so much more than New York. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I not here right now? Because guess what? I want to be here right now. Yeah. And I want to do this more often. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, traveling really helps. And I can't even imagine what that trip did to you because yeah. it's kind of like. That was like, I think that was like the switch, the switch that went off. So then you come back and you like just fucking charged up. You just like yeah. So um, we came back from uh, Africa and I put my two weeks in, and uh, I started gangsta just straight up like yeah. I put my two weeks in. I was like, it's not for me. Like, thank you for the opportunity, but it's not for me. I put my two weeks in and I started working part time. I went. I started work. I got a bunch of like you know. Um, Minimum wage jobs, I guess you could say. So my first job was I worked at um, Equinox Gym, and I was the opener. So 4.45 a.m. to 11 a.m. was my shift. Yuck. Yeah. I got used to it after a while. Like, oh. that was my – I was on, like, a Sometimes crazy you go to schedule sleep. for a minute. I, if, the crazy part is if I wasn't in the bed by 7 o'clock, I'm, like, panicking because I know that I'm about to have – my day yeah. – the next day is going to be like – yeah, I'm gonna be hurting, like hurting. So I was the opener, but the thing about it was I was willing to make that sacrifice because I got off at eleven. I could work out from eleven thirty to one. Then I would take my shower and then I'll go to Starbucks with my laptop and kind of just like figure out mm, productive how I'm gonna get this writing shit off the ground. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna be a writer. So let me go to Starbucks. I'm gonna like get in my zone. I'm gonna figure out like what direction I'm gonna go with this writing thing that I was like putting together in my head so um that's when i started like blogging like i would blog on tumblr then i would take my tumblr post put them on instagram and i was getting like hella feedback because i was just being honest about what i was going through when i was writing and i was just like all right getting somewhere with this writing so um i started a book didn't finish the book writing a book is hard so i was just like okay boom that's that's a fail so I was just like, let me start smaller. So I started writing blogs. And I I, um, I was like, all right, to write a blog, you need a website. So I was reaching out to all these designers. And I was just like, hi, can someone please build me a website so I could be a writer? Like, But web designers are expensive. And I couldn't afford anyone. So I was just like, all right, why can't I build a website myself? So I started Googling how to build a website. Then I, I learned how to build a website. All this is happening at Starbucks. You know, after I work my shift, work out, Starbucks, work my shift, work out, learn how to build a website, work my shift, work out, write a blog. So, like, that was my, that was my routine. Um, I built Oddflex, and it was, it was a blog. So, from there. What year is this? 20, 20, still 2018. Okay. This is so I'm like uh, I'm blogging. Oddflex is the name of it. It kind of just one of those things that came to me. Um, and then sick name by the way. Yeah, Facts. there was this trend going around that was just like um, it was like Oddflex, but okay. 
like on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that. So mm-hmm. I kind of took the odd flex, and I was just like, I was just like, because it was like a phrase, like a sarcastic type thing. So I was just like, what if like your flex is odd? What if what what if some the thing that's about you is like not what everyone else is doing? So it's odd. But I'm just like, but that is okay. It's yeah. still okay to be different. So I went with it. I don't know how it came across my. I followed, but mm-hmm. it came across. When my, I first uh, launched it, it was terrible. So but that's bad. important but that's the yeah, thing like i still have the graphic oh god i posted it on my instagram it's like hi guys i started a blog it's called odd flex if we were to get into simpatomelo archives mm-hmm. oh boy yeah and we don't even know where we want to be but like that's just scary yeah. to look back at oh, the shit that we so got <laughs> i was just like no wonder everybody was worried about her these graphics are terrible but um yeah, so I was just like, it got to a point where it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm blogging, but like, Brianna, how are you going to make, what is this going to be? Like, yeah. So I was just like. Started um, defining things. Yeah, so I'm like looking on Google, I'm just like, what direction can you go with writing? And I realized there were a lot of media companies on the rise. Um, like, uh, have you ever heard of Refinery29? Definitely. Yeah. So I was just like, I could do something like that. Like, yeah. I got that's what our flex could be. So I was just like, all right, I need a team. I need people to like help me out with this. So I went on Facebook and I started like reaching out to different Facebook groups. And on Twitter, I started reaching out to different writing groups. On Twitter, I'm just like, does anybody want to write for my website? You can write about anything. Just write. Like <laughs> it's it's for creatives. And that's when the that's when the title creatives started to come mm-hmm. about because back then like creators wasn't really a title yeah it was like artist and yeah. then we tell people you're artist they're just like okay you're broke you know yeah. but and right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the word creative that started to become a, like a known title so a lot of people reached back and before you know i had like people writing for odd flex like they were sending me submissions every week organic right there yeah and i was so grateful i'm just like wow like we really got something here like let's you know keep this going i would do the graphics i would post their writing um and then you know we would have they would write about different things like mental health and i had people writing from europe and then they were writing about the stuff that's going on over there so that's how like my network grew a lot because mm. other people were were writing from us but then i was just like all right brianna still like you gotta make money if you yeah. want to be a, you know saying a, saying that you have a business is cool but if you're not living right. from your business like that's a completely different thing you know it's not cute when you're not making any money yeah, yeah. um it's not fun to just say hey i'm a business person so um i was just like all right how is this gonna make money so that's when I, w- I was looking into um, events that I could have and, like, sell tickets for. And that's when I came up with the vision board parties, like, the vision board gets yeah. together. So we did those, and um, I sold tickets, and I got, the, I got all the supplies together. I did all the planning myself. <laughs> I got all the supplies. I got people to come, and people came to my first event, and we made, like, vision boards and it was it was a hit so that's important yeah because it's like I'm, you did a lot of it and i'm sure you're like did you rent out a studio i rent i rented out of the space were you just like studio to rent like on google or like you already had like somebody you knew oh no 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 i had you know i googled studio studios to rent 
Um, it's all about just Googling shit, bro. Just find yeah. the shit on internet, the internet. Yeah. Internet is a crazy place, man. Like, uh, yep. deter- if you're determined. And I was determined. You can get some. You can get some shit done. You can learn how to code, make a website, yeah. learn a language. And that, that's what all of 2018, 2019 was. And all that's required is effort. Like, how bad do you want it? And at that point, I didn't have no like real job. I didn't have like a real big girl job. I was working at the gym, so it it, it kind of got to a point where it was just like. I don't really care what other people think. I just got to make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why. Because so. then there's also the element of, like, making the jump and actually doing what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Like, creating whatever the fuck you're creating. And, yeah. And putting yourself in new situations that you're unfamiliar with. Because, you know, any, any person is going to be anxious about those moments, yeah. you know? And still, still, people are looking at me like, okay, she's having a vision board party. Like. What is she doing? Yeah, like, you know, like it doesn't stop. At it was all. like they were supporting, but they were still worried about me. But yeah. they're just like, you're doing great. Right? Yeah, you got you to gotta prove yourself <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. Like, but, um, yeah, we had the vision board party, and I think I made in total like $85 profit. That was it. Yeah. Um, when you're after, starting out, you know, it's never about the profit. It's really, right? it really wasn't. Um, but after the party, I was just like, $84. I was like, $85. I was just like, I did it. I was just like, I'm a business person. Yeah. I was just like, I made a profit. That's what's up, so man. I was like, <laughs> that's really how we felt when we we saw like a batch of hoodies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw those. Those were those were dope. I was broke back. at the time, but <laughs> don't worry about it. We got one on ice for you next time. Don't Dang. you worry. It's gonna happen before the year, guys. Eventually. Yeah, we're just working a few kinks out. Y'all got it. That's it's all part of the process. Um, but yeah, we're like, yo. But we're so hyped. We're like, yo, we we didn't make like a lot of money, mm-hmm. and we're like, fuck it, there's money there. Then we made it. Yeah, we like we did this. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was like an idea. We started it, we executed it, and we did it. Yeah. I literally just found some dude from Harlem through the internet, mm-hmm. who, you know, what I'm saying, and yeah. boom, hoodies those, delivered. Those moments right there. But like those moments right there really sit with you. And important to note, something I want to tap, I, you know, want the to tap journey, into mm-hmm. is um one and we reinvested in like we got little mic stands and all this mm-hmm. other shit. Like this is like the hoodies right mm-hmm. here, like this shit mm-hmm. and a little other shit that we stashed away or like invested in back mm-hmm. into Simitamelo. But um, it was important to know that we don't got fucking twenty thousand followers. We don't have fucking no crazy following and we still made a profit of it yeah so something that um so not to like fast forward and what you do but mm-hmm. we actually joined when you eventually did a seminar and you know yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. that yeah, you guys but we had we tapped into one and mm-hmm. that's something that stuck out because you were like bro you were like you don't need like if you got 10 people that fuck with you mm-hmm. or like let's just say 20 people that fuck with you and those 20 people like really fuck with you and pay for what you 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 can still make money Mm -hmm. without having a gazillion followers Mm -hmm. um and that's something that you know we saw for ourselves Mm -hmm. and when did you tap into that yeah um okay so when i first started out i didn't have anything to sell like i didn't after my events i was just like you can't you know you could take these events somewhere but you know who don't, you know, will you see a profit from it really? So I didn't really have anything physical to sell. And I remember I was following this, um, 
this influencer, I forget her name, but she had like, I want to say like 30 million followers. And um, that's a huge following. And I remember she made this huge announcement that she was going to release like apparel, like Cudi's t-shirts. And she told everyone, she was just like, you know, you know, will you guys like, are you guys going to invest? Like, is this something that you guys would be into? And of course, everyone's in the comments like, yeah, like, we're going to, of course, like, we're definitely going to buy. Like, I'm definitely copping when you launch it. So she later, you know, she dropped the line. And then she made an announcement later down the line that she had invested a bunch of money into the stuff that she dropped. And nobody bought her stuff okay nobody like she didn't make she didn't make any money and i was just like yeah remember this is like a story right yeah Yeah, i think i remember this she didn't make any money but that's what made me realize that you could have a huge following but not have an influence over your your following just because people follow you don't mean they fuck with you right you know don't mean that they're gonna invest in you so you have to like realize that you know you're you want to have an organic audience like yeah that brand loyalty yeah you don't want to have an empty following and i think that's what a lot of people are realizing you know now because they're looking at the wrong numbers and you know they're constantly like comment follow like comment follow and it's so robotic and you know just because people like something or they they follow you like i said doesn't mean i don't mean nothing exactly especially if there's money involved so like that hurt me when she told me she didn't make you know nothing so i'm just like that's that in my mind was just like all right like if i'm eventually going to sell i need to make sure that People who rocking with me, you know, rocking. You need that J. Cole fan base, not the little pump fan base, you know? And it's just like you could travel all over the world and take these glamorous pictures and, you know, fake it till you make it on the gram, but then what? Yeah, social media is hard though because that's all you ever see. Yeah, that's all. that stuff, so you're conditioned into it. So it's like, fuck. But it's like, what are you gonna do? What are you doing it for? You know? Validation, I guess, you know? I don't, yeah. Validation don't pay bills. Facts. So, Say that. <laughs> validation don't pay bills. Exactly. And it gets really real out here. Oh, yeah. So, um, in my mind, I was just like, I just need people like who 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 whip me on this and who get what I'm saying to um to to rock with me. So, um I just I just built it all. I just told my story like it was. I'm a creative. I didn't go to college for this stuff. I don't necessarily you know i know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing but i'm learning it i'm picking it up and the same people who were kind of in my position are the same people who started like following me um and that's when once odd flex got established um i was just like all right i want to dip into like some designing shit because that's what i wanted to that's what i initially wanted to branch off into so um I designed my first line, which was my visionary hoodies. Okay. Um, and it took me like it took me months to put that line together. It was only hoodies, but it took me a minute. You know, like picking out the colors, what it was gonna stand for, coming up with the word visionary. Like I had researched a whole like what I was gonna put on it, and like visionary kind of just stuck out 
with my story. So um, the whole process is annoying. And trying to find people who can. Oh yeah, I've got gypped so many times. Yeah, I've been gypped. I've been scammed. I've been like the manufacturing part. Yo, I feel like yo, it's a it's a, it's a part. <laughs> Yeah. It's a, it's a process. Oh for sure. Yeah. The manufacturing part is something that every designer has to go through. The revisions, the yeah, what you think, what you want, what. It's going to test yeah. if this is what you want to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be the difference in saying, like, is this just to make a quick buck or is this what I want to do? Because mm. I've been tried. <laughs> yeah. So attention to detail. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get like. The, the ick if like one small thing like if the ribbing is off mm-hmm. or like the stitching or the fat like yeah that's tough getting a manufacturer is low-key tough but mm-hmm. um, um gonna... so with the the hoodies like i was just that was really my test to see where my audience was at um and like i told y'all in the um webinar i was saying that like you if you can get two percent of your following you know at, to be buyers from you mm-hmm. then that's who you need you just need to sell the right thing mm-hmm. and i think people are too busy trying to like grab the attention of all of instagram and say like hey look at me instead of just focusing on the people that actually fuck with you mm-hmm. and say like all right like what do y'all want to know mm-hmm. you know what do y'all what do y'all like what can you learn from me to like you know keep rocking with? like actually interacting with the fan base yeah. or like the, the base right Mm. Right, I don't even I don't even consider it like a fan base. It's yeah. more so just like people literally been with me since the day I posted that ugly it's looking. Like, yeah, graphic I, I guess yeah, like followers really for yeah. sure. Like people just see what you're doing, and you know the same people that see what you're doing, you get a support you. They keep seeing what you're doing. Yeah, and right. and you'll know if it's something that um because a lot of people are just like, well, how do I know this is something that you know the buy and I my trial was really the visionary hoodies. Like mm-hmm. I sent it out to my inner circle. I was just like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And a lot of people just like, I fucks with that. So yeah. that's when I was just like, I took the next leap, which is the investment, which is the risky part. Yeah. Got the hoodies. And you know, my, my friends are the ones who bought from me. They was like, yo, I really liked the That's hoodie. fire. That's good. Yeah. Got a good circle. Yeah. But the thing about it is like your inner, and I think that, um, what a lot of creatives don't understand is you can't take it personally and your inner circle is going to be the ones that keep it real with you. Of course. And I think a lot of people get hurt when they do something and then the people closest to them don't invest in it's it right away. Time, yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> when the people closest to them don't invest in, invest in it right away. Cause I see a lot on Twitter, like none of my friends want my stuff. Like they're all fake and yada, yada, yada. But I feel like you really need to change what you consider to be support. Because if you have people sharing your stuff, if you have people like um, putting your name in rooms that they feel that might help you out, that's another level of support. It doesn't necessarily have to be buying from you. I honestly feel that like if you're a homie or like in my circle, you keeping it real with me is all I need. Yeah. That's it. We like, have our closest friends like, Sons and buying like I'm yeah. not, I wasn't like oh my god yeah, yeah. But I'm because saying, it, yeah. they support and they show love and they always keep it real with me like, at all times so yeah even if you don't that's buy more it, than like enough. if you see some feedback you can give me to better improve please tell me that mm-hmm. you know like if you're just not a fan of whatever this was and that's, that's cool. fine I'm not gonna hold that against you my homie mm-hmm. but if like 
you didn't like it because it wasn't done the greatest mm -hmm. or maybe there was an area of feedback like or opportunity like you tell me that stuff mm -hmm. and then that like you're still my homie at the end of the day yeah but you, that's your first trial period because if your friends don't want to buy people buy what they want yeah. if somebody wants something they'll buy it from you yeah. Yeah. so it's not like it doesn't even matter if they can afford it or not think of how many things you buy that you can't afford if somebody wants something, they'll buy it. it from you. And I think that that if if your closest friends um, aren't willing to, then that's a hint right there. Maybe you don't have that item yet that's gonna catch yeah. people's attention. Yeah, so get back use to the lab. That. Yeah, you use gotta that. you gotta develop some type of thick skin, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. I'm not saying like it's always easy. You're gonna and let those emotions happen, like, mm -hmm. bro. For us. Um, We've been dubbed with like people coming on the podcast or um again dealing with manufacturers. Sometimes you reach out, right? Mm -hmm. And people don't see the following mm -hmm. or something and they are, you know, more successful, mm -hmm. right, in their own mm -hmm. thing and they, they kinda like almost like talk down on you sometimes or mm -hmm. kinda like blow you. You're just like, All right, whatever, bro. And we've been around people who who've had like the numbers on Instagram and they're mad dicky and like oh, yeah. you look at them, you're just like, bro, it's it's we laugh and say, bro, yeah. you're wild corny, like. So you're as a creator, um, you're gonna deal with that. You're gonna deal with people putting you down. You're gonna deal with people not fuck with you. Mm -hmm. But that's something you just you know you got charge it to the game. Like it is what it is. I think it's like networking like across. Instead of trying to reach out, trying to bang down doors of people who are more, I guess you could say, established. But I feel like you'll find much more benefit than working with the people right next to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, when I first started out, I didn't really have a budget. I didn't, you know, I had money that I was like putting aside. Um, but like I said, I didn't have really a budget for someone to build my website or a videographer or a photographer, but I had friends who were into photography. They weren't professionals, but they could take pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, people who, uh, like for my, my, my vision board party, like I didn't have like a wine, someone who knew about like wine and like, you know, event planning. But I had a friend who worked for, who works for a wine company. So I'm just like, can mm. you help me pick out some like dope wine that people would like? Right so it's kind of just like, look at your inner circle like and, and work from there. You don't have to go on Instagram and, and look for someone who's more established, who has a budget, who's not really willing to right. work with you just yet. And you kind of just find people who are just as hungry as you are and and put stuff together that way and it comes out even better when you have people who are more invested in it than than you are yeah. so still to this day you know that's how i i operate that's crazy look man nothing but gems in this fucking podcast bro <laughs> come fuck with us man even y'all like you know like that was a lot of gems honestly i was just kind of gotta let that one breathe a little bit let that one breathe. You gotta let that breathe. <laughs> I'm just soaking. It's it good on. though, like, bro. Like it's yeah, it's you good. Know? It's a good reflection. Like I don't know why people are like people are so hurt. weird, man. Yeah, sometimes I, stopped, I just stop giving a fuck. You you can't, bro. Like, like mm. if I cared, like I would have like it. It just wouldn't be. Fun. It's like a weird thing. People are like, 
We, bro, there's been people who personally talk to me like, oh, I want to, any about pockets. I'm like, yo, this is what I use. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Like, you should get this. Like, I'm so open to like, I'm not stingy in any way with like equipment that we use or anything. I let mm-hmm. people know like my process. Mm-hmm. But there's people who hold that. There's people oh, who are just yeah. like, nah, like they just, they yeah. feel so insecure that yeah. like, nah, I can't tell you this because, you know, and, and there's certain things that I get, right? You don't want to give up your manufacturer or you don't want to, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to come across people like that and it's just like, whatever, man. You just got to. All I'm going to say is I'm thankful for this podcast because, <laughs> yeah, I was honestly, no, like, no lie. I came in here, I was burnt out because it's like my nine to five. Like yeah. I was just burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like I was having a conversation with my girl like earlier in the month. I forget, it's December, but November. But it was like, we got to remember to wake up and like mm-hmm. to remember like we're still not done. Like we still got to go do our passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, don't let work confuse you or your nine to five confuse you. Like, don't let that burn you out, tire you out because you mm-hmm. still got a job to do. And that's to, you know, find your passion and. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. What's your purpose here in life? Yeah, it it, it gets easy. Point, yeah, and it goes up and down. You know, and it's not to get like depressed or anything like that. Because I'm not. It's not. This is a great conversation because it reminds you, like, oh, like I'm putting all this pressure on myself when it's really not. It's not the case. Yeah. Like I have the. I have like I can at any point choose to spend my time. You know what I'm saying? So it gives me back like the power to a degree. Yeah. Because after a while, like you just feel like yo, when you work like retailer, if you work nine to five, like you're just oh, like. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I'm a victim to this thing. Like, time is just, no. like, I have no time in the day. I think it got to a point where you just have to, like you said, flip your perspective. Because it got to a point, especially when I started working, you know, at the gym, working at Starbucks. And After a like, while, like, that that wears, yeah, man. Yeah, like, but you have to find a reason why you're there. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up into it. So, like, I would go into work. God damn, another fucking gym. <laughs> Jesus. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in it. Like, I would wake up at 3 a.m. And don't get me wrong. I don't fucking feel like going to open the gym. But I would say I need to go open a gym because I need this check so I could put it towards our flex. That's why I'm that's here. That's a great flip. And, yeah. That's that, a great flip. That's, I'm and telling you, man. That's why I was always on the verge of getting, like, fired. Because I wasn't passionate about making coffee for people. And I wasn't passionate about the gym or checking people in. You know? I, I'm only here to support my business. I'm only working this job so I can support my business. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's what I would keep preaching to people. And that's what I would keep preaching to myself. And it's that's super important. And, you know... Because everybody has different life circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And if there's something that we, you know, we talked about before, but like, life is fucking life. Like, you still gotta, you gotta feed life. Yeah. Like, shit happens. Yeah. So, for everybody out there listening who are stuck at a job, like me and Joe work full time jobs, and mm-hmm. we you know after we have to figure it out, we lose sleep and mm-hmm. and all that, but we are happy to do so because we're doing something that we love mm-hmm. that eventually we'll want to turn into a full-time thing. But if you guys are stuck at a job, bro, like it's just trash. I get it. But, um, it's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, since I sit there, I'm just like, damn. And at the same time, like you're in charge of, you have control of your circumstance. Yeah. So like I knew working a job in the city, wasn't going to allow me to have time to, do my own business Mm -hmm. so that's when i made the very bold decision 
you know, and don't get me wrong, not everybody has a circumstance when they can drop down to making twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, that's what I was making. Yeah, <laughs> it was like little to nothing. But um, that's when you really have to like grab control of your circumstance and be like, all right, what expenses am I gonna cut out so I can pay my bills and then put that extra change into my piggy bank? It's you know, you right gotta there. it's shit you gotta cut out. You know, it's that that discipline. Mm-hmm. And there's this other stuff you can you could do on the side. I was walking dogs. I was walking dogs. Just making away. money. <laughs> Find a way. Mm. I was, fi- I was Find the fucking a way. To come up with money for the supplies for the vision board party. To rent out the studio for the vision board party. For the hoodies. It, it, you just have to do it, man. So, like, if you guys are stuck at your job, don't, like, you know, that can always change. You can always quit and you can just figure it out. But, like. When you get in those lows, allow yourself to feel that emotion. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And then you just figure this fuck out. Like, don't get stressed the fuck out. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Perfectly cool with feeling the emotions. Like, I hate that. Like, back in the day, I used to push it away. Like, I used to be like, I don't want to feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to fight it. Like, you just got to feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel it. You understand, like, why it is you feel that way. Because obviously, there's something going on with you. Mm-hmm. That that's why you feel so whatever the way you feel. Mm-hmm. And then you just fix it. You acknowledge, like, I'm not giving myself enough personal development time. Let yeah. that shit happen. So let me go to sleep earlier or stay up later. I don't know. It's you know, really, whatever works it's out. Really, it's really that, I would say, it sounds simple on paper, but it's hard to get yourself to do it. You know, so self-care really isn't as, you know, it's not taking a hot bubble bath and snapping it on on Instagram and saying self care, addressing it's really doing the stuff that mental you don't health, do. addressing you know yeah. your what your purpose in life and unanswered questions and thoughts you have in your brain like that's what self and it's up to like nobody that. but you to figure it out. I have like 100%. a very strong belief that you are your own savior on this planet and you yeah. have to you know because I don't get me wrong like I definitely and you're have your those own, moments. and you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. At the same token, like yeah, I definitely had those moments. Odd flex took so long because I had those months where I was just like not feeling it, like questioning it, like. But then you know it's really up to you to snap out of it and be like, all right, Brianna, like, nah, this you got to do this Facts. for you. You know, Facts. you have to do this. This is the decision that you made. So let's go up and at him. Like you know, it's really it's up to you. Yeah. And so I'm sure- I would cry, and I would be like, all right. Laptop. Yeah, let you it know? happen. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm a shower cryer. That's my shit. <laughs> oh, I love I crying shower, in the shower. I have a shower <laughs> cried in a bit. I'm an ugly crier, so nobody. I don't like. Yeah, but like, and I'm sure. All right, so like, talk about those times where I'm sure till this day you get stressed or you mm-hmm. get those days. What like gets you out of that? Um, you have any like, I don't know, little things that you came across. I would say pace yourself. Because, you know, when I was first, when you're first starting out, it's hard, like, looking around at other people and you're just like, damn, like, they, like, they're doing it. And I'm just like, fuck, my graphics look like shit, (laughs) you know? So there will be times where I'm sitting here, like, you know, trying to put together a graphic for Oddflex. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, what am I doing? So you get those, you know, imposter syndrome thoughts. Um... But I think it's just important to pace yourself. So, like, let's say, like, you're trying to keep track of your social media and you want to post, you want to do, like, a certain amount of posts a week. Like, pick a realistic thing or amount of posts you can do that week and stick to that. So, it's just, like, if I can only do two posts a week, we're going to stick to two posts a week. 
So I think it's just, I think it's pacing yourself. I think it's knowing when to shut your laptop and saying like, it's not clicking today. I'm going to go get some food and then I'm going to come back and try again. That's wrong. That's a strong mental right there. Yeah. Like knowing when to just, all right, Brianna, it's not clicking right now. Let me go watch a Netflix show. See if it, you know, come reset back to a it. little bit. Yeah, reset. You need that. You you need that. Yeah, because 100% is a creative too. Because you get into overdrive mode where you work all the time, and then some uh, some parts they become like gray. I guess I don't yeah. know. How to, you know, like you, uh, you'll hit a burnout. Yeah, yeah. You'll burn yourself out. Yeah. And but you, the thing about it, which keeps me like motivated to keep my, you know, keep up with my self care, is like when you burn out, you really can't do nothing. So like that's yeah. if you like if you really want to like get held up crash <laughs> you're mm-hmm. going to like do everything to prevent a burnout. So when you feel yourself getting close to that it's just like all right, I don't have time to burn out cuz yeah. money got to be made and a lifestyle has to be sustained. So I don't have time to be burnt out. I don't have time to be going through yeah, and my my depression wasn't clinical. I was every when my depression hit, I knew it was because I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So instead of, you know, I definitely ate something that I wasn't supposed to eat or I didn't work out or I just haven't been keeping up with myself. That's when, you know, I figured out how my depression was. So avoiding that by keeping up with my self-care is, you know, I'm not going to eat that because that's going to make me tired later. You know, yeah. I'm going to work out so that I don't start eating stuff that I'm not supposed to be eating right, right. and stuff like that. It's, you know, I can't afford to burn out. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I'm not in the best mood today. So instead of forcing it and burning myself out, I'm just going to chill and do it tomorrow. And that's the kind of like discipline. I feel like you have to develop. To, Did we overthink so much? Oh, Actually, yeah. I know we overthink so much. It's kind of like sometimes fan. That's what we're talking about. I was preaching that shit this whole pandemic. Like a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, were, affected and and had to stay home Mm -hmm. and like i just saw a lot of people like yo you you don't come out with like fucking 10 skills and three businesses you ain't do shit i'm like bro relax like i forgot like chill out and and i'm just like early on don't let loc twitter you know that's what i'm saying bro (laughs) it's true and i'm just like yo like this is a perfect time for like the you know to just do some self audits man Yo, you know how much money I like, first of all, I wasn't even going out. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go out to the clubs um all that much, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while. And even then I wasn't like trying to spend mad money. But you saved the money, you fucking had the time to sit back and I was telling people like, yo, like if if all you want to do right now is just watch T V for a few days and, and reset and mm-hmm. fucking go do that shit. Like yeah. bro. For sure. Honestly for me it was it was the food. <laughs> like not eating out. Like oh, you save a lot of. I save so much money. I I Although I miss social interactions and shit like that, it was just like nice chilling. Yeah, it was nice chilling until it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> like I was home all day, obviously, but it was nice. Like you chill out, you vibe out, and you address whatever the fuck you address. Yeah, you know, for me, it was a lot of mental things that like make me now fully understand who I am as a person and what makes me tick. Mm-hmm. And although it's not the most opportune, like, whatever the fuck I was going to say, like, it's not the greatest time in history. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, it's always good to have self-reflection. Yeah. So I, that's why I enjoyed that. Yeah. Unfortunately, DoorDash got me. <laughs> yeah. It is. Got me that's been starting to get me now. Come so lazy. You just did it before, yeah. 
Yeah. We definitely like the Chipotle is right, like not even two, not even two minutes away. It's that he, concept like, of easy order delivery, delivery, bro. Like, <laughs> like we that ass because it's drove for that. Drive and wait through the drive through. I gotta pay a wild obscene service fee tip. And tax, but what else? I mean, I'm glad I'm supporting somebody else's side hustle. Bro. That's a fact. DoorDash got me. Damn. So, all right. So you pushed them hoodies. Like, What's next? Right. Are we yeah. So, all right. So, honestly, um, we always kind of just flow. We have like a little skeleton of what we want to talk about, but we kind of just go on tangents. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I love this beautiful conversation. So it yeah. kind of like took us off, but like, um. This is great. Like, I love this. I just yeah. want to say I love this. This is Mad Chill. It's probably the chillest podcast I've been on, so. No, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> nah, um, say it one more time. Uh, nah. So, you pushed the hoodies. Clearly, that went well, because mm-hmm. you got, like, um, how's it, how does it feel seeing people wear your shit? Oh. That shit is fucking lit. I'm not gonna lie. I love that. I'm not gonna lie. It is, like. When I see people like on their stories, like oh, I don't know, they're out to eat with a girlfriend and they got the hoodie, I'm like, yo, yo facts. <laughs> it I, just I, feels I, so I, good. I go into work and I see homies like rocking it. And I'm you're like, like, I'm like, I'm having like, I'm like, oh man, fuck. I'm like, whatever. I'm, yeah. Ah, hey, <laughs> like, what's yo, up? It's it's really the best feeling, like, and it's like a genuine like, you know, yeah. Like, you know, like I, I haven't invested, I haven't invested in influencer marketing, um, mostly because I, I didn't want to budget that into my, into my stuff. Plus I just wanted the idea of like how people really fucked with my, my shit. So like, um, I really wasn't really ready to, and don't get me wrong, I don't knock influencers, but I wasn't ready to, for, to like fake somebody, like pay someone to wear my stuff. Shit, yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh how it started was like I said before, like it starts with your inner circle. Like feed it to your homies and you know, I wouldn't necessarily start say, you know, start giving your shit out for free, but see if they want to buy it. Yeah. You know, like my the one the reason why I appreciate my friends so 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 much is because they um not only supported me, but I never had to ask you know, my friends, like I never had to ask, can you buy my hoodie, you know, or can you share this or, you know, they've just off the strength, like bought the hoodie. Like I I sent them the link and boom, they, they bought the hoodie and then my friends would wear it out. And Mm -hmm. then next thing you know, I'm getting, um, purchases from people. I don't know, you know, and it just spreads, spreads that way. So, like I said before, like shoot the link to your your friend. Like if it if they want to buy it, they will buy it. Yeah. And same goes for any other stranger. Like if they want that, they're going to buy it. So I wore my hoodie to um I was working on this passion project with uh a, a, an acquaintance and I, I wore my visionary hoodie and um one of the people on set was just like, Yo, where'd you get that hoodie? I was just like, yo, this is my hoodie. I made this. That's a hard flex. I'm geeked as fuck. So I swung him the link. And, you know, I'm on the train heading back to my place. And he bought the hoodie. And, boom, he wore it out. Somebody he knows bought the hoodie. Like, And that's just how it, how it like, goes. It goes from. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you, you get, don't worry about it. Shit. I told you I'm clumsy. That hoodie, <laughs> that hoodie money gave us some sturdy little mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, nah, and that's but, how it, like, that's really how it it spreads 
that's really yeah. how it, it spreads genuinely. Maybe want to make some hoodies Yeah, so I, I, I pushed the hoodie and um, just seeing people, the hoodies really expired, inspired me to start the season three collection, start designing. I was just like, you know, once I saw people buying the hoodies, I'm just like, shit, like I got to get started on the yes, next, I on the next thing. What's next? So, yeah. So after that, uh, Corona hit. Um, so I'm home. Like shit, I can't do events for Odd Flex anymore, so that's when I moved everything online. So now you know that started getting pushed online. So now I'm just like, you know, this is a good time to start designing apparel, which is what I originally wanted to do. Oh, fine. Yeah. So like now it's just like I don't got nowhere to go, and there's nothing to do but sit on my laptop, figure it out, look up manufacturers, and start sketching. Yeah, sketching out my next collection. And that was the season three collection. And I, um, during Corona, I designed all that and I put that together. And then I was just like, damn, like, this is probably a bad time to launch it during the pandemic. But at the same time, I was just like, if people want it, they will buy it. I was about to say, I was about to flip that on you. Yeah. That's like, and you, I was, you, at first I was questioning myself. I, I would think that too, but like it, it, it proves otherwise that like people are just spending money. Yeah. Like, yeah, people are spending money. It's true, though. Like, if you want that shit, you're going to cop. It's just what it is, bro. Like, they're going to fucking cop. Yeah. So, would you say, like, right now we have a specific, like, designer hat on right now? Yeah, I'm definitely in. That's, like, in the, you're, like, heavy in your bag right now with your designer bag. designer and but directing bag right now. We're definitely, we could take that cap off and put another one on, though. And and that is the beauty of working in the creative field. Well. Because, Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you, you off real quick, but in the box. I yeah. saw, and I'm definitely going to purchase. I just haven't, um, crazy weekend. Yeah. You dropped a fucking ebook. Like, <laughs> like I'm scrolling one day. I see an ebook. I'm just like, oh shit, that's fucking lit. So you're talking about taking the fucking designer hat off. She put on a fucking ebook hat on. So that's fucking fire. Which is funny. Cause earlier you mentioned the book that you tried yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. So then now, now you, you dropped the ebook, so tell yeah. us a little bit about that. So I knew from the um, the jump, I just been like jotting down like note, like I keep track of how I got to where I am today, and um, I just been you know writing everything down as far as like to pass it along to whoever comes my way. So w- with the ebook, um, I really put everything in that ebook. As to like, because people ask me all the time questions and how do I do this and how do I do that? And I don't mind answering questions. Like, I really don't. So I put it into an affordable ebook. Everything you want to know about personal branding or selling something or getting into like the creative business, like where to start. Because like Pedro said before, like when he gets creative, like he pulls from his experience. So that's what I did. Like I what how what could i have used in the beginning that you know nobody was really willing to dish out so i wrote it all down and i i put it in the ebook so it really breaks everything down like where you should start and where to go go from there because what i think is what, what i think gets a lot of people caught up is they come to me and they're just like brie like i'm trying to find my thing like i want to get out there but i just don't know what my thing is so the ebook really like starts you from like square one, like getting to know like what you're good at yeah. and 
and, and branching. That's the game plan right and there. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I put everything in that ebook. Like, okay. And I've heard fine. a lot of good feedback from it. So I hope, I hope where, it helps. Where, where can we check this out at? Like in the ebook? It's at, on my site. Okay. Every, everything, everything's on my website. I'll definitely be copying that oh, in. What's the website? Slightbreeze.co. Not dot com. A lot of people are just like, is that a spelling error? I'm just like, no, it's dot com. Dot com was too expensive. Um, I think this is, and not to get in my little like dirt eye bag, but the fact that you're so selfless in terms of information, mm. um, that says a beautiful thing, and it takes like a beautiful soul to do because there's a lot of stingy motherfuckers. But I feel like the life in the universe works itself out in weird ways, and even outside of creativeness, like selfish people in my experience, it's just my life. Mm-hmm. I've seen time go by and and shit goes left Mm -hmm. for them and and the people who have been very selfless and good things happen Mm -hmm. so i think that's a beautiful thing that you're doing um because like you said you don't mind answering questions and shit so that's dope like a lot of people don't um have that quality a lot of people don't like they're very selfish and because it's one of those damn i forgot the the term is but it's one of those like the mentality where like I guess it's if I give you information, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, <laughs> I have like I'm, I think after a while you just develop this confidence. Like the more you see yourself make shit happen, the more you're just like I did. You know, I did that. Yeah. And I've seen people try and do don't, and I'm not trying to like be on no like cocky shit or whatever. Nah, fuck but that. Poke your chest out. I've seen I've seen p- people try and I guess you could say copy my work or or do the same thing i'm doing and i don't knock them for it because when you're first starting you're trying to find some sort of direction to a point where you're literally you don't see it but you're copying so much shit but you could do it you could follow my every move but it's not going to mm-hmm. not going to come out the same it's not going to be the same right. and you'll eventually learn without me even having to tell you that you got to find your own blueprint Mm-hmm. So if you need to like literally like walk in my sand footprints to get there, sure. <laughs> but, but it's not gonna. But end. yeah, like you know, you gotta find your your own thing. That's, so I don't mind. I don't mind telling people, but you know, at you the gotta. End of the day, but, yeah, I say all the time, like you don't need to be the first person to do something. You just gotta do it different. Damn, I'm t- I, I, I'm gonna start saving quotes. Cause I saw some shit. I forgot what the fuck they but like that as how many fucking like fucking rice companies are there? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you yeah. just gotta figure so, out how you're gonna do it differently. There's a lot of quotes in this episode. <laughs> yeah, man, we should have had a quote off. <laughs> fucking no, that's, but that's like this is gonna be the Instagram is all quotes for the, perf- next, couple, perfect, the next couple days. Perfection is a fancy word for procrastination. Yeah, that's mm. a good one. Come on, Joe, give me a quick one. give me a quick one. Give me a quick one, bro. I you got nothing? Nah, I can't. Damn. Yeah. I'm not that good. Nah, but um, it's true, like, there's so much room for everybody. So now, all right, you got the odd flex. Mm-hmm. You're doing seminars where you're teaching people to, you know, uh, things to do. Like, you got us on your, your website. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um. So, like, people can put their work on, on that. You got the clothing. You got the ebook. That's fire. I, I wish people She's so like yeah, You just like, look back Nah like, that's uh, so beautiful bro Like I did that You are one of those people Who really fucking Was like I don't like where this is going yeah. 
school, dental school and all that. And then you're like, fuck it. And then you leave to Africa and you come back and you just... People don't have that courage. Dave Chappelle did. It's like, so you scary. Just, you went hard. It's, like, it's very scary. Like, don't I don't want that to make it seem like it's easy because I'm sure you went through it, as yeah. you told us. And, like, that's just so scary. But, you know, it's worked out for you. I um, want people to gather that courage to take that. And if it doesn't work, yeah. it didn't work. Go find a, a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just got to fucking... You just got to fucking go for it, man. Like, I, I run out of it's ways scary, though. To, yeah, I run out of ways to explain it because um, everyone, not everyone is in the same position that I was, you know? Like, some people don't have, like, um, it's the same situation. Like, a lot of people, I was very privileged because I I still, I lived with my parents mm-hmm. for a bit. You know, a lot of people don't have those exactly. situations. You know, some people have kids, some people have, but I always had the, the mindset where it's just like if you want to do something you're going to do it and if you don't want it that bad then mm-hmm. you're going to find an excuse as to why you're not doing right. it so you really need to get rid of that but people will be like I want to do this but just get rid of the but yeah man like you, you said know? you were lucky to be in your circumstances and like for people who have to work cool Go home and, and, you know, just find the time, like Mm -hmm. whether if you sleep a little less or you have to cut out certain things, you know, you just have to do it. And by no means is that easy, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, and it helps because like like I said, like, yeah, I work nine to five, but it's that balance because it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm on my job like, yo, fuck these people. But then I come and I'm doing this. I'm happy right now. I'm like so happy. So like whatever happened at work was whatever. And I was looking forward to this all day. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to find that balance. And, and it helps. It helps you. What I'm trying to say is kind of like if you're stressed out about work, but you mm-hmm. come home and you're doing what you love, it kind of, like, makes the other things not so bad because you're yeah. like, all right, I'm just doing that for a check to then invest into what I want to do. <sighs> Man. If, if you want it, it's, it's yours, you know? I, I really believe that. I really believe that. If you want something bad, like, all you have to do is want it bad enough. And if it does, I feel like if it doesn't happen for you, it's because you didn't want it bad enough. Yeah. I really, truly believe that. And I, you know, I tell people that all the time. I agree. Because you just didn't want it bad enough. And it's it gets scary, but I feel like, like, when I quit my city job, it put me in that position of, like, I have to make this happen. I don't have a choice now. Yeah. Like, this is, this has, you know, one way or another, like, this has to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, man. That's dope, and if man. You, you know, the more time you you question yourself, it just, it, it, it slows you up. That's fucking great. So, something we always just end off that, that episode with, like, a tip. Um, So, I'll give you a little time. Just give it, it can be funny, serious, whatever you want. Uh, But I'll go... Damn, um, I just had it. Yo, so like, if Corona is crazy, um, is and crazy. Black Friday just happened, and you know, like we talked, people are gonna spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anybody in your life that's selling something, and and um, please support them. Small businesses went through a lot this time. Whether you were affected or not, small businesses really were. Mm-hmm. Um, so support, and if you don't got the bread, cool, share. Put somebody, you know, share, yeah. post it, put somebody on to yeah. whatever it is. And if you do have the money, do not ask <laughs> your friend or someone you know 
for a fucking <laughs> discount. If you're going to support them, then fully support them. And if you don't got the money, it's cool. Share it. Put your friend on. Put your mom on. So, yeah, man, support. Yeah. I think oh, I, that's a good thing to piggyback off of because I think that, like, a lot of people want to support. Like, when you're first building your team and you're looking for people to work with, when I was talking about working with your inner circle, a lot of times, like, you can't afford their rate. But mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to build a team and you want to get people around you just as passionate about your project, then you need to find something to offer them. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you can't, you know, and this comes, like, you know, when you're at an equal playing field, it's it's a bargaining of services. So it's kind of just like, I could do this for you, and then you could do this for me, and then we're going to combine that, and then we're going to build from there. So it kind of just works that way. But don't just go to your friend and be like, hey, like, can you take some pictures and edit them for me? But I can't really pay you, but, like, you don't owe me. So, like, just do this for me real quick. Yeah. But, you know, have something to offer. Like, I can't pay your rent, but, like, I can grab you a drink and we can get pizza yeah, after. Let's barter, let's barter here. <laughs> yeah. Type of shit. Or I know this person and, like, we can, you know, just have something to offer. Like, I'm not saying pizza makes up for someone's rate, but network Consider- that way. And people can always tell when you're being transactional. Don't be too transactional. When you're networking, like you meet somebody once and then you're in their DM like, hey, like, can you build my brand for me? And you're kind of just like, all right, slow down, go fill out an inquiry first. Facts, facts. You know, I feel like people can always tell when you're being a little too trend. Like net relations are nurtured. That's what networking is. Not necessarily like meeting someone and then just I need this. Yeah, so can you get my Instagram followers up? Hmm? Can you get my Instagram followers up? Oh, Lord. Yeah. How many times have I heard that? <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I can. <laughs> but, like, what, where's your product at, you know? What are you even selling? Yeah. Oh, I'm reaching out to manufacturers. Yeah, but. Come like, at me correct. How are we going to, how are we going to get this ball rolling? You don't got a product yet. Um, I think piggybacking off of tip of the day. Something that I haven't, that I just realized is um, if you're going through your clothing, if you're going, you know, throwing things out, maybe look into donating old coats, blankets, <laughs> things of that nature. Yeah. And, it's you know, again. fucking cold out there. It is yeah. brick season out there. And not only that, it's brick and, I, and I'm inside of a home. Yeah. can only imagine those outside in the streets. Obviously, Corona. I can only imagine making things more difficult. So, nah, for sure. please. Donate, donate, donate. You know, in this holiday season, food clothes something you know think about it i've been thinking about it i'm like fuck mm. you gotta look after people so that's, a fact. that's my think, tip of the day i think you got it bad for real i think you got it bad for real was that your tip that you you, you dropped on there or you want to you want to um, do a little nah, she, got anything. One. she got another one to talk it could be anything um uh all right i guess if i not it okay Oh, we put everybody in this pot, don't worry. My advice to people trying to make it as a creative in this world is you really just got to say fuck it and do it. Like, mm. you can't let nobody, you know, when you really want something, all that doubt and projections from other people, it just brushes off you. Like, you just, you got to make it happen for yourself. 
You have to make it happen for yourself. The whole look at me now, they doubted me in the beginning. It doesn't feel as good when you finally make it. So do it. Do it for yourself and make it happen. Bow. Do it. Fuck it. Yeah, man. Just fuck it. Fuck like, it. whatever. Just fuck it. What you got to lose? You know what I mean? Yo, most of my best decisions in life came from like, fuck. Just fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. But yeah. Just. Damn. Nike really, they came in clutch with that. That's a fact. Because, and the other thing is, nobody really cares if you don't do it or if you do do it. Mm -hmm. So you just. You got to hold yourself accountable. You really do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you really do. People. That was a great one. Bree, thank you so much. Yeah. like Thank you so fucking much. We really appreciate you you coming on. I'm sorry if I went off on but this is what we do here That's like potting is you just ready to pod yeah man like <laughs> i said like we don't we don't like to ask like i just like chill. this setup yeah. i like this chill it's a homie vibe y'all got here like this is i feel like how a podcast should look like do you like the incense burning in the back yeah oh it burned out hey, you know what i'm saying we had the vibes earlier <laughs> it's done now <laughs> yeah man you know yeah, yeah man we don't like answering i mean we do like Asking questions, but you know, I'll be seeing. Let me poke my chest out real quick. I'm, I'm tuned in. We pose yeah. questions to the room, you know, we all put our input. I, on I'm it. tuned in, and yeah, hmm. no, let, me get, let me not get my bag real quick. Y'all definitely need to keep going with this because yeah. it's dope. I, I appreciate that, that model shoot. Definitely dope. No, definitely. Oh, we are not so models, but I, we can wait. I didn't, yeah, fun fact, I didn't even know about this. I got, I'm ready for this. Yo, I got shit dropping. Soon, and I need y'all. I got you. Let me tell you. Listen, we're not models. I got a little (laughs) thick, but we're gonna make it happen. We we got the fire. Come through. Pandemic thick. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna make this shit look fire, man. Please come through. I I got a bunch of shit dropping. I always tell people like just uh, have patience with me. Plug plug plug. What's the instas? What's, well, yeah, I was about to say, give them all your socials and just oh, go off real I'm, quick. I'm slight breeze, slight underscore breeze on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Y'all suggested the podcast, so no, look into it. Day when I'm bored. Look into it. <laughs> you got the it. podcast voice. You you definitely have the podcast yeah, voice. I already um, know it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but Cop yeah. up that book. I'm definitely copying that book. Yeah, I'm not, not even bullshit. Yeah, like come, like I'm gonna probably just leave it up there. Leave the, uh, what was it, Cyber Monday sale up there? Because yeah. I just want people to have have a reference, have some something to go off of. But buy slight breeze is my brand on Instagram, and Offlex, of course, my baby, my firstborn. That's so man. <laughs> And that's it. Like, this is dope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coming through. That's love. Who would have thought just walking by the high school? No. We'd fucking be here. (laughs) Podcasting. Please don't look up our high school picture because it's a mess. It's a mess. Man, shout out to Spicy Chicken Fridays, man. We love y'all. I miss Spicy Chicken Fridays. Wow. Peace. Later. I was like. You ended it with the spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> That's my that shit. Was, that yeah. was smart. Damn, son. That was dope, y'all.